Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Anyways, hello and oh, welcome shit. to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode one. Episode what? what? Episode one of season two. What? Where we'll be discussing <laughs> the Suffragette Cookbook. And then there's some sort of other title that I didn't write down. Mm. <laughs> no, well, it's like there's says. another title for the episode. Oh. I don't oh. know. Suffrag- cooking, cooking for the revolution. Boom. There, there we go. I have my show notes up because I can never remember how to introduce myself. <laughs> Speaking of, because <laughs> you might have forgotten. I'm Melissa. I'm Kate. And I'm Amy. Remember Holy the shit. I, I studied. I studied before. Oh God, this is so peaky. <laughs> Guys, so this, this is the first time we've recorded in person in like more than two years. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. More than two years. And the first time we've recorded it all in like a year. Seven. It hasn't been a full year, but it was May. I thought I it was it June today. Well, I think our last episode came out in June, but the last oh, time we okay. recorded was okay. May. Okay. Because so almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so things are gonna be a little rocky. Rocky. I don't know how to use any of this fucking equipment. <laughs> Hopefully we're recording through the correct microphones. It's like riding a Hopefully bicycle. Hopefully Kate doesn't die. <laughs> I can't mute you. I know. I was like on this ancient the, technology. The there's button. no turn off. <laughs> so better technology when we record apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but better chemistry. Mm. And chemistry makes the world go around. I don't know. Uh, that oh, that's a t-shirt right there. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. Maybe so. that's the name of the new record for my new band. Oh my God, <laughs> chemistry makes the world go round. Yeah. God, it's been a long time since we've had a new band. I know, yeah. or a new band song. Yeah, a new record. Yeah. band song. Band song. Yeah. Band song. Okay. You know those things they do. The band songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What else would you call it, Amy? Duh. I don't know. I don't know what anything <laughs> Just is a anymore. song? <laughs> How do you know who put it out? Was it right. a single person? Yeah. Or was oh, it an well, ensemble? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ensemble? Ensemble? <laughs> is like, that one of those French words like employee? Maybe. Did you know? Never mind. No, wait. Well, well, <laughs> guys, this is going to be a long mm. episode. Mm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. 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 What did it, what were you going to ask if I knew? Oh, I was going to ask if you knew skosh, like move over a skosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Japanese word. Oh, I did not know did that. Not know. I didn't know that either. The more you know. <laughs> All right. So new season. It's season two. But technically this I didn't even discuss this with you ladies, but I'm hoping to release this around our three year anniversary. Oh, cool. Because it is in April. <gasps> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So season two, year three. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, we did like 52 episodes in the first saying, season. Yeah, remember when there was like a writer's strike in Hollywood and all seasons had like 30 episodes minimum? Yeah. And then the writer's strike happened. And they're like, this is unfair. 13. Season's got to be 13 yeah. episodes. This is our writer's strike. 
come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Who were we right. striking against? Mm. Ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. We're like, we the gotta world. take better care of ourselves. <laughs> right. We need some <laughs> self care Sundays and commit yeah. to less. Less. This Thanks. is my yeah. year of no. I've been saying that. <laughs> For two years, but it's my year of no. <laughs> How many committees are you on right now? I just resigned from one. Wow. But, okay, but I am chairing a new one <laughs> starting in April. Uh, you told me <laughs> that you were going to say no. I'm, I am. So that we could spend more time together because they, it's all about me. But what if they say, but please, please, she Amy, says, no one else can do yeah, it. But we really need you. You're the only progressive woman in all of your town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like 300 of us. There's dozens of us. <laughs> That's right. almost 10% of the population. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you guys all actually vote. So, I mean, that's no. the thing. Talking to the mic. No. Talking Anyhow. to the mic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kate, you can't I turn forget. towards me. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. See, I'm in the good position because I can look at both of you and mm. you can both look at me, mm. but you can't look at each other. <laughs> We're going to try, Melissa. <laughs> I've kinked necks by the end of the night. That's mm. okay. Um. So, yeah. So, we are now doing a season two. So the idea is every episode in the season will kind of be around a similar theme. Yeah. Related. related. Yeah. So it's more focused. Cousins, not siblings. Sure. <laughs> that sounded right. I and don't know what that means. Maybe we'll have little <laughs> special episodes throughout for kind of little fun things. Maybe we don't actually know. Mm -hmm. So if you hate women and you're like this season topic sounds horrible. I hate women. You could. <laughs> if you hate women. This might not be the place for you. Yeah, I find it odd that you have gotten this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bye, bye. But yeah, if we yeah. Need, if we need a break from suffrage, then <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, everything our foremothers have worked hard for is slowly being eroded. So mm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe by this time next year, we will have lost the ability to vote. Maybe. <laughs> It's also that is and we'll do it all over again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh -huh. um, so anyways, now I've kind of explained that uh, to the best of my ability. You're not getting any more information than that. Uh, and we introduced ourselves like professionals. Uh, Kate is going to ask us a kind of food related question. Yeah. I mean, kind so of. Kate. What What is our question? Food adjacent. Food adjacent. Yeah. Uh, the question for season two, episode one, is a pretty simple, straightforward one. Uh, you guys are both kind of bakers, right? You like it, like mm -hmm. baking and mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I tend to find that this is more of a bakery thing. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, do you wear an apron when you're cooking? Do you wear one all the time? Never times? Is it Never a cute, times. Is it a cute <laughs> frilly one? Is it just for show? Do you have a special one that you wear just when you're, you know, ushering guests into your home? Um, <laughs> like a tea apron? Yeah, exactly. I used to have um, a collection of tea aprons. It's not surprising to me <laughs> in the least. No. Do you wear just like the cool like crisscross ones that like. Claire cool, like Saffitz I wear it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh no, mine's not a cool crisscross cross one. It where it it does crisscross, but it's not like Claire's. Oh, okay, all right. Well, anyway, apron, yay or nay? Um, it really depends what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. 
and then sometimes like I should be wearing an apron, mm-hmm. but I don't. Mm-hmm. But I do have an apron. I have a very special apron. It's orange. And it's based on this. It says Home Depot on it. No. <laughs> it's from this YouTube show that they haven't released oh, new episodes I love them. of. I forgot about those um, ladies. called The Catering Show. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And they were, oh, were they Australian yeah. or Kiwi? I think they were Australian. Australian. And it's it's one friend who has normal bowels mm-hmm. and can eat whatever she wants. <laughs> They're both named Kate. And then the other friend kind of feels like me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically can't eat anything. Nothing. No. Um. I, I learned from that show that Pinot Grigio and Pinot Grigio are two very different types of wine because mm. she can drink one and not the other because oh. one has a higher fructin count, which is a thing that I cannot consume anymore. Mm, fun. So very interesting. But um, they had this really fun apron that's like it looks like a fun design. It says the catering show and it has some fruits and vegetables with like a circular. It almost looks like a like a headband kind yeah. of thing, yeah. but it's actually an intestine. Yeah. Nice. And it's pooping out the fruits and vegetables. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> um, it's very good. So that is the apron that I do. I've had it forever. It is fucked. <laughs> um, so if I am going to wear an apron, that's the one I wear. It's like a full, it's pretty long. Mm-hmm. It comes to like my knees and mm-hmm. then it goes, it's not like just a waist one. It, yeah. It goes up my chest. I'm like motioning with my hands like the audience can see that. Um. And if I'm doing anything with like powdered sugar or whatever, generally I'll be like, oh, I should put an apron on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm making like syrups or compotes or curds or whatever with like blueberries or mm-hmm. pomegranates mm-hmm. or stuff that's safe, I try and remember to put my apron on. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. also like tucked away in the pantry. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't always wear it, even if I should. And then I end up just covered in flour. But also normally I'm in my PJs. So like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I'm baking on You're a day You're not all off. gussied up. Right. And for guests if, to If arrive. I were baking for people to come over or if I was ready to go out and I was finishing up baking, then obviously mm-hmm. I would put it on. But honestly, it's so filthy. It would probably get more on me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and then actually, I bought Greg an apron this year for Christmas because he had been saying that he kind of wanted one because he does the bulk of the cooking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he kind of wanted one. So I got him a really fun uh, The Shining so the carpet pattern mm, looks oh, very yeah. similar to our chairs, but in the shining colors, I got him that for Christmas. But it's like unusually short. Mm. Like it's a men's apron. Mm. It's, they don't want it to look like does a dress, it say Melissa. kiss the cook on it? it doesn't it? Does just it say the, grill master? No, on it's it. just the. Sh- oh, it's not a men's apron then if it doesn't say either yeah. of those two things. Yeah, <laughs> duh. Um, but so he has that now. But I think I've only seen him wear it like once. Hmm. but so yeah so like 50 50 we'll say okay okay that was a real long way to say 50 but my apron it's fantastic yeah now listeners if there's anyone in the uk i'm really trying to get my hands on a great british bake-off star baker apron mm-hmm. for the stand up to cancer whole charity thing um we can't buy it we've tried we can't buy it in the united <laughs> states so please reach out to us we'll pay for it we'll pay extra Shipping, all that stuff. Get me one of those aprons. Okay. Amy. <laughs> I need one of those fucking aprons. That's so an effective there's, there's, We try and get them every year and we can never buy there's them. probably mm-hmm. a couple of other ways that you... There, there are probably other... Yeah, no, I've mentioned it to Greg. I'm like, ask. Yeah. Ask. Yeah. I want one of those fucking aprons. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. Use it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Anyways. 
Yeah. So to answer the question, I want to be the kind of home cook slash baker that wears an apron, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I am too much of a mess. Oh, I like. <laughs> so that's see, that's a very that's an interesting statement. Yeah, I just I would wear an apron. But there's no point. Yeah, there's like I I like, picture <laughs> I picture if Amy were to wear an apron, like say it's one that has like a top part and a bottom part that when she goes to and takes it off, there's just a perfect outline of the apron. of where the apron was. And yes. just the rest of her is just covered in shit. That is accurate. That would be accurate. If, yeah. Like flower. And like she has to change anyways. Yes. Yeah. No, it's too it's too messy. And and my daughter is getting to the age where she really loves baking and mm. cooking with me. So she's usually my little buddy in the mm. kitchen. And it's even messier with her, if you, you could imagine. So, yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I've been to your house. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so messy. They're a lot. They're a lot. So I wa- one day, maybe when mm. my kids are grown mm. and my life is in order. When your son stops bringing weapons into the house. <laughs> In the form of sharp pointed sticks. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> handcrafted shivs. Yeah. No uh, weapons in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But until that day, sadly, I. No. Yeah. No. Not an But apron. do you have aprons? No, I don't. Wow, I used surprised. to. I used to. Um, I had like practical ones for cooking and baking before I had kids. And then I also, like I said, I had a collection of vintage tea aprons. They're really pretty that. and lacy. I, I love that, like that so yeah. much. When I was thinking about doing the cooking streams, I did get one of those cutesy mm-hmm. aprons and I was going to put like patches on it and stuff. And then that never happened. I mm. just mm. I think I donated it. Mm. Might even be in the bag of clothes. I have to get. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it's just a plain white, <laughs> like frilly apron because I had plants and I'm like, I'm going to stream cooking. It well, didn't happen. That's OK. Could still happen. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things that didn't happen over the past few years. Yeah. not with you specifically but with the world just in general with all of us just things yep how about you kate so i hmm, i pretty much never wear an apron i've never seen you wear i have a couple of really good ape like really i have some like really cute vintagey ones i have one specifically that i do wear christmas morning like if i'm gonna do breakfasty thing yeah Aww. yeah and it's like a it's really cute yeah that it's like a christmasy cute. one that's like probably but just the apron right yes okay. and and heels yeah yeah nice. um and and i have a really long santa hat so uh, <laughs> i love it yeah but um so there's there's that one and i have a couple of little like super frilly ones which when i look at them i'm like these are lace like what what did this ever actually protect for these right the really cutesy one it's like okay but you're just wearing this to look cute like you're not wearing this to get stuff on it because it's all frilly and lace you can't clean it well and it's not actually these are they're not protecting your under things either like they're not it's not enough of a barrier so you know like it's gonna go through anyway so but there are definitely times and i wonder whether whether greg would wear one if he's doing frying because i'm not a baker but like when i'm cooking bacon or anything that i'm like gonna fry i'm always like this is when i need an apron because Mm. flour will come out of my clothes right but oil and grease is a 
a whole different yeah. story. So that's sort of the so every time I watch Claire, I'm always like, I do want one of those stupid fucking. Yeah, like, they're not. I'm sorry. They're not cute. They're not cute. They're ugly. They are they're, super they're utilitarian. Yeah. But like, I'm like, oh, yeah, but I'd be like a real baker. You're a real baker if you're wearing that. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised when you took your baking class that didn't require you to have a cool like cool guy apron so uh all right well good 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 discussion good. good discussion so now that we've chatted about that melissa what are we drinking today okay so i'm gonna say what we're drinking i'm gonna give the recipe and then i'm gonna go make the drink because now we're we're in person again yeah Ooh. which means you guys get to actually try the this drink this is crazy which yeah. means i gotta make it fresh amy's been drinking white claw for the last two years all of episodes or <laughs> or vodka with melted popsicles oh yes also all, but i mean <laughs> a little bit of sprite neither yeah. of those are a bad choice no. it's just you know they're a is, choice yeah they're yeah they're, um <laughs> so we're making apt, aptly named uh the suffragette cocktail Perfect. Which is essentially a wet martini. Wow. (laughs) She moist. Um, (laughs) That just means uh, more gin, more vermouth to gin. Mm. Okay. Right? That sounds right. Fuck, I'm rusty. Is it? Is it? Yeah, because the more gin, the drier. Yeah. Where, so like a soup, like an extra dry martini is like gin and like a a splash of vermouth. Mm. Yeah. So this is a wet martini with a little bit of elderflower liqueur mixed in. Um, I couldn't really figure out, again, we've talked about this a million times. The history of cocktails is like so fucking messed up. Like it's always like, well, maybe this is what happened or maybe this is what happened. So like the original recipe didn't appear to be anything like this. So I don't know where this recipe originated but this is now the suffragette cocktail the original recipe was gin french vermouth italian vermouth orange bitters and lemon peel the recipe that i'm using is one and a half ounces of dry gin two-thirds of an ounce of extra dry vermouth and then one-third of an ounce of elderflower liqueur it's just like a real drink nice like a real drink like a real drink um so again you shake or stir the ingredients with ice um people have very strong opinions about this, whether you shake or stir gin because it can bruise the gin. Uh, really, it does. It change, changes the consistency of the drink, depending on whether you shake it or stir it. But if you shake it, it's going to be much colder mm, mm-hmm. and to me, much more refreshing. Mm. So it kind of depends what you're looking for. If you stir it, it's going to have a much silkier, almost like an oily mm, consistency mm-hmm. to it. And it won't be quite as cold. Mm. So you can either shake it or stir it. Whatever makes you happy, strain it into a chilled uh, Nick and Nora glass. Um, you then garnish with purple, white, and green edible flowers. Um, if we don't have herbs, edible flowers we on our drink, I'm going <gasps> to. So I was just going to say, I did. So we were supposed to record last week. So I <laughs> did, did you uh, eat all the flowers? No, no, no. Melissa? I got some baby's breath. I just got like aesthetically pleasing. Uh, okay. I got some baby's breath from work. <clears throat> I got some lavender and then I had dill. Mm-hmm. Um, but like also today, like I worked from 7 a.m. Mm. in the cafe all day, mm. shattered a glass pitcher on my foot. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I spilt an entire thing of steamed milk on my hand. <gasps> oh, my goodness. It was a day. Sounds like a day. So I 
could not fucking be bothered. That's fine. So when we drink the drink, we're just going to pretend that it has this purple, white and green garnish on it because the colors have very specific meanings. Mm -hmm. So purple is for loyalty and dignity. White is for purity because it has to do with women Mm -hmm. Uh, and green for hope. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break and I am going to go and mix up the cocktail and then we'll be right back. Nice. Fun. (laughs) It's on the schoolhouse rocks. All right, so I have given uh, the drinks. It looks very fancy. And it's a real drink. It just pretend it has some beautiful fucking flowers on it. Dun, dun, dun. It's already in a pretty cup. Yeah, this is my my Nick and Nora glasses. I do love those They have a matching mixing glass. Oh, that smells nice, too. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is good. So I was worried because it's like, uh, an uh, air quotes real drink. Mm. Um, so I did get you a glass with ice and a sprite. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's so. Thank you. Here, can Ooh. you can you yeah. <laughs> that to Amy? Okay. Thank you. I mean, Ooh. you know what? You don't have to use it. It's good, right? It I fun. love it elderflower. Elderflower so, makes everything better. Elderflower is funny. It's one of those things that like. Just enough is perfect, and just too much is way too much. That might be like my new favorite drink. That That's is delicious. Yeah, it's very good. It is very like, um, it feels very adult. Yeah, yeah. Like it very feels, fancy. yeah, it feels very fancy, and I think that it probably has a lot to do with that pretty little glass that it's in there too. But mm, true. Ooh, that's like warm all the way down also. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's nice. So I like that you gave it. You don't obviously have to use this, but I just thought you might like it. I appreciate that. I did get a bunch of little cans of Sprite. I was was thinking of you. I was just like, you know. And it's probably really good in Sprite because Sprite's delicious. Yeah. Um, Sprite, sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola Corporation. I don't know. We'll take that polar bear money. I was going to say. We'll take that polar bear money. It's fine. No, we do want that money. Yeah, JK, we do. Yeah. We could we could do like what what uh, John Oliver does with with people who um, are advertisers with HBO or whatever, where he like talks shit about them. Oh, God. And he's like, AT, AT&T is technically our parent company and I hate them. Um, I don't know if you know this, Amy. Yeah. But we're not John Oliver. Um, John Oliver has kind of paid his dues. <laughs> You know, mm. and it's kind of like famous and mm. also like a fucking genius and also really cute and like a really nerdy professor yep. sort of way. So nobody, yeah. nobody other than your husband is going to get this. But I thought she said John Olerud. And I was just like, in what world do you who are we even talking about? Because John Olerud, as far as I remember, is a baseball player from like oh. the early 90s. <laughs> and I'm just like, what even is happening? The only baseball player. What dimension whose name did I, I just walk into? Is Babe Ruth. Oh, I was going to say Big Pop. I was going to say Big oh, Pop. Yeah. yeah. He got shot. Come on. Yeah. I didn't know he got shot. Was that a while ago? A long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know only anything about the sports ball. Because there was some article or there was some magazine that was like, who shot Big Poppy or something <laughs> recently? And I was like, wasn't that <laughs> Did that happen again? Though? Not yeah. Poppy. <laughs> Come on, he's probably an asshole. Anybody that makes that much money is probably a dick. Were you not there? Like, we met that guy. He's giant. I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there. No. Mm. You, yeah. you guys met that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, anyways, so this drink is delicious. So yeah, a little bit uh, about the history, which there isn't much of. Uh, essentially, it first appears in a paper called the San Francisco Call, although some sources say the L.A. Times. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, on July 4th, 1909, in an article titled Suffragette Cocktail Makes Man Dishwasher. What? <laughs> I couldn't find any. Please, please say everything else that you're going to say. Well, I'm going to read the snippet. Okay. It's not even really an article because it's so short, but I'm going to read that later because it is it's a great <laughs> salacious headline, though. It's a doozy. Um, clickbait. I couldn't find any information. <laughs> it's not. Trust me. I couldn't find any information on its creator except that it may be from a Minneapolis bartender. Nice. Um, and so here is the recipe as written in the original article. Equal parts slow gin, French vermouth, and Italian vermouth, dash of orange bitters, two strips of lemon, two strips, two strips of lemon peel. And here is the delightful piece in its entirety. Although I've also found two different versions of this. This was the one that was the most clear. Excuse me. Newest American drink invented in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> the suffragette cocktail is the newest American drink. Any other kind of cocktail makes a man want to go home and beat his wife. <gasps> the new drink has exactly the opposite tendency. <laughs> one makes a, a man willing to listen to the suffragette's proposition. Two, convince him that it has some merit. Three, make him a missionary willing to spread the gospel abroad. And four, make him go home and wash the dishes. <laughs> that's it. That's the article that's in great. its entirety. I that's mean, so any other wow, drink wow. makes a man go home and, and beat, beat his, his wife. <laughs> wow. But this drink, Jesus. he'll do the dishes. I also like that him doing the dishes is the final thing. Yeah, not that's him, the big thing. Not, not him not beating him his spreading wife. Spreading the word. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Obviously, it didn't wow. work because I believe we didn't actually achieve women's suffrage for another 10 years. <laughs> yep. Uh, so <laughs> it took a bit to well, soak in. It was the a state lot of, of Minnesota passed it, suffrage before the federal government did. So maybe it did work. Well, maybe Minneapolis, baby. Wow. <laughs> Lots of four four cocktail evenings. Apparently. Mm -hmm. I like but. how this is like ladies get your men liquored up so they'll listen to you. And stop like, beating you. And stop beating you. And gee, I wonder why we got the temperance movement. Yeah. That's episode two. Uh, oh, shit. Wait. <laughs> spoilers. Wait, isn't that opposite? That's wait. I'm confused. <laughs> liquor them up or don't liquor them up. I'm confused. <laughs> No, any other cocktail will make a man go home and beat oh, his wife. Yeah. Right. But if he drinks this one, he might do the dishes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies. Wow. <laughs> we all know that's what we really want. I mean, to be fair, Greg does almost exclusively all the dishes. Oh, yeah. So. No, I have a very. Yes. <laughs> Dan is a very, very I got to do dishes at work. Mm. I'm coming home and I'm fucking doing dishes. Mm -hmm. And you that's know what? Fair. I got a lot of hand wash pottery. All right. Yeah, the, that shit can't go in the dishwasher, mm -hmm. even though it should be able to because, you know, it cured in a 500 degree kiln. No, nope. but no, nope. can't go in the dishwasher. No, can't. no. Mm -mm. He made off topic anecdote. He made me a coffee the other day because a uh, kitten has taken to getting up on the couch and like snuggling up against me mm -hmm. um, to the point where I like, believe. Uh, hold on. Excuse me. I believe this is a sidebar sidebar. Actually. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. Rusty yeah. sidebar. <laughs> um, and he like lays in such a way that I have to like lean over and usually my arm ends up falling asleep and it's very uncomfortable. But, he but anything me. for kitten. Yeah. And yeah. Greg had just made coffee and he's like, babe, coffee's ready. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you want me to make one for you? And I'm like, 
no it's okay i just will wait until he leaves and he's like i'll make one for you and i'm like okay and then he started narrating how to make the coffee and he's like first i gotta buy i gotta find one of the fanciest mugs but i hear him like rummaging around in the cabinet and he's like one of the ones that definitely can't go in the dishwasher <laughs> and then he's like i need to get the maple syrup <laughs> he made me a perfect coffee by nice. the way it's nice. better than what i make in the morning nice. and i just like explained to him how to do it, it was perfect <laughs> it was delicious and it was in a very fancy handmade pottery mug nice um but anyways that's all i have <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know what we were talking about before mm. i sidebarred uh besides just wife beating oh right 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 and my husband doing all the dishes he also cooks dinner every month every month once a month (laughs) every night nice dinner is like mostly done by the time i get home that's nice it is nice especially with like now all the dietary restrictions he has to like really think about figure out what he can do and he loves it right now he loves it in the future right now he loves it (laughs) It's great. Um, but yeah, so Amy, what the what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we might have had a little champagne. No, uh, a it little, was. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes to make sure. It was like a little bit. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 so, yeah. We're talking cooking the revolution. Yes, here. yes. So uh, like Melissa said, we're talking uh, most of the season is based off of or inspired by, I guess, the women's suffrage cookbook, which we'll be talking about tonight. Um, and why the fuck the suffrage movement had a cookbook. Because as we know, suffragettes wanted to become men themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. make their husbands do dishes. Mm-hmm. That's the only <laughs> thing they wanted, really. <laughs> right. They yeah. didn't care about the vote. They just cared about the dishes. Yes. Yes. Well, well I so mean, she spent all they making no, you can help make wash some fucking dishes. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I'm sorry, That's- he was at his job in the city all day fucking in his other apartment. Mm. Wow. I've seen Mad Men. You have a whole that's I've seen Mad Men. Mad this is, happens after. I was just gonna say this is like same men. Think same think more men. the family from Mary Poppins. So the wife and that was a suffragette. Yep. Yep. She, as she we, says, we all love men individually, individually but as a group, group they're, agree, rather they're rather stupid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite song in the whole fucking movie. It is. Sometimes I even I loved just... it when I was a kid and I'm like, I feel like this isn't on par with the other songs, but like she's really selling it. I love that she knows her husband is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, it's great. Get it, girl. That's great. She Sometimes great. I just play that song in my house while my husband does the dishes. <laughs> yeah, that that tracks. Yep. <laughs> so we're talking about how the suffrage movement came to uh, put out a cookbook tonight and kind of like the beginnings of all of this stuff. And then the rest of the season will be uh, talking about specific things within the suffrage movement as related to food, because we are a food podcast. What? After all. Uh, when? Uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Who? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Us. <laughs> um, so why the fuck did they put out a cookbook? That's the first question I want to answer. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got the I got the bips. It's great. Um, it was the bubbles. So obviously, like food can be a very political issue, as we learned in the 50 whatever episodes. I'm of like, season well, one. I don't remember. <laughs> Someone asked me something about because a couple of the people at my work have started listening to and they'll they'll like ask me about a specific episode. And I'm like, did we 
Was that me? <laughs> Did we cover that? Did we do that? I don't. Yeah. And then like we were talking about apples and I was like, oh, apples are genetically modified. And then I'm like, is that true? Johnny Appleseed. I think we did a podcast on it. I think we talked about Johnny Appleseed. Patrick! Patrick, go listen to that episode. Let me know if we talked about it. Did yeah. they did they bring in the song in that one? <laughs> Talk to fast forward through that one. Shit. Oh, no. boy. That was a remote one. No songs. Yeah. No oh, songs then. Hmm. No songs. So yeah. Sorry. So we're talking about cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> main bar sorry wow it is bar. early and already yeah so um essentially like food is a really good way to get into the houses of people so like <laughs> and then steal all their shit mm. or mm. talk to them about political ideologies like okay. the women's okay. right okay. to vote mm-hmm. okay um so the cookbook was created as a fundraiser they were sold for a dollar a piece which i was love it quite a bit of money yeah. in those days um and people would sell them door to door to uh raise money for the movement to raise awareness for the movement and then it's kind of like an mlm for social change <laughs> it's like tupperware before tupperware nice is the cookbooks nice. yeah like mary Kay before the pink cadillac yeah yeah uh-huh. i know what you're talking about do you but i can't <laughs> for the life of me figure out what MLM multi-level marketing. marketing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. AKA Pyramid Scheme. Herbalife. Yes. My mom did that for a short while when I was a kid. Yeah. We had all the all the vitamins. All the vitamins. Uh-huh. Yeah, this laid the groundwork for all of that to come, which is kind of terrifying because it trapped women but in it a was completely fun, different fundraising. way. Fundraising. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't an actual MLM. Right. Right. But like this so like the selling of the cookbook like led to the development of so many different life skills for women that they oh, didn't okay, have yeah. an ex like a way to experience and or this learn is, can otherwise. i see the book real quick so i also have one and i was yeah. looking at it and i feel like oh no it's not so there is a famous french cooking book mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of but it's for chefs it's by an extremely famous french chef like a scoffier or something to that effect. But it's weird because a recipe will be like, make a Bernays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever, oh, yeah. whatever. And then you have to go to like a bunch of other portions of yes. the book to like figure out what the fuck. It's like a choose your own adventure it's book. talking about because it just expects you for the most part to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I had thought that this was like that. And it's not. It's just very sparse in instruction. Yeah. 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 Like it, it does expect you to know like when things are done and it doesn't give you like any like (laughs) what god upstairs neighbors you hear their cats running around we hear them all the time they go (laughs) she's saying shush oh you're gonna you're gonna say all my words i was recording for a second i'm sorry my nose just started running (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) oh boy okay so uh this cookbook it was edited by a woman that I could find no fucking historical information about, but her name was Hattie A. Burr. And I, I, love, I love the name Hattie. I know. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's a good is name. it short for Harriet or something? Or like, I don't what know. is it short for? Hattie. Or is H-A-T-T-I-E. it just I-E. I don't know. Hattie A. Dot Burr. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't going to make it able to reference. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But I know she worked and lived in Boston, 
when I like researched her online, the only thing I could find out about her was like she was a cookbook editor. But this is right, literally yeah. the only cookbook that her fucking name is on. It can so be like, short for Harriet or Henrietta. Oh, thank you. I like Henrietta. I like just I'm Hattie. Like, yeah. Hattie. You know, like some people are just named Greg. Yeah. But they spell it with two G's mm-hmm. like fucking psychos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like the just Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Some people are just named Kate. Yeah. Regardless of how many times their first grade teacher wants to call them Catherine or Kathy. I never thought Kathy. about that, that you're just Kate. Mm. Just Kate. Just Kate, yeah. man. Just Kate. What do you mean just Kate? It's yeah. Kate. No, but yeah, it's no, just it's Kate. good. But the great but it's just Kate. Kate. The great Kate. <laughs> Kate the great. Yeah. Yeah. But just not Catherine or Kathy or any of that other stuff. Uh, yeah. K names. I yeah. just want to say real quick, because now I work in a cafe and I have to write people's names down on cups. And mm-hmm. anytime someone's named Amy, mm. I lose my fucking mind. Always. Because I know it's not <laughs> spelled like you right. spell it. Right, right, Do right. Do you right. know? It's never spelled. I always ask because I'm like, I'm about to write it fucking weird. No, you're about to write it beautiful. <laughs> that Well, that's true. It is the best spelling. Of yeah. It. But also I have a friend named Katie from school who spells her name real weird. So whenever I get a Katie, I'm like, because oh, no. no. she spelt it C-A-I-T-Y. Mm. I've never met anyone else that spelled mm. it that way. No. And I've yeah. never met anyone else that spells Amy the way that you do. I've met three people. Wow. There's someone else who lives in my tiny, tiny town. To be fair, I don't know very many Amy's. But so far, any Amy I've had, I've been like, how, how do you spell that? And they look at me weird because it's Amy. <laughs> yeah, it's just Amy. And I'm like, but like. Is it short? Is it only three letters? <laughs> Does it end with a Y? Yeah. You could just say A-M-Y. And then they'd is say Is it Amy yes. with a Y? And they go, Yamy? <laughs> Are your, is your mom French? Yeah. Mm, that doesn't help. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Another sidebar. Uh, no. What are we doing? We're talking about Hattie. 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 That was all I had to say about her is I couldn't okay. find anything out about right, her. Right, I guess right, I could have just not right, mentioned her right, at all. Right. But that felt wrong right because no. she published <laughs> because she is the reason yeah she edited it season and she, it's funny because like as i was researching <laughs> glossing over that as i was researching there was like a bunch of like there's a bunch of big names that have contributed to this cookbook like from the suffrage movement yeah big names. They, but there's also just like just sorry sorry bad feminist just housewives yeah just but that, like yeah. That okay. I hate saying just how you experience this at Microsoft where well you were never a product advisor, but where it was like a thing where if someone was like, I'm just a product advisor, you had no. to be like just yeah. a product advisor. <laughs> I can you see were that. Just nothing. <laughs> you were an integral part of this integral. team. Integral. <laughs> integral. <laughs> We had an HR, like the head HR lady come and someone said, just a product advisor. And she like read them for like five minutes about saying just a product advisor, which like I get, I get where they're coming from. They're trying to be like, you're very important. But maybe instead of berating the part-time employee that feels that way, change the system. I mean, look, that's a, come on. We were all treated very well. Let's be fair. Well, (laughs) For a corporation. Right. Yeah. For a corporation. Not talking about the individual we, treatment from individual people and we that still, may have worked there. I'm talking about like pay and that right. benefits. And and we still had to work under the yoke of capitalism. Yes. Which yes. is bullshit. But considering right now I pay <laughs> an obscene amount of money for insurance every month. They treated us very well. Yeah. Yeah. Even no. if you were just, just a product yeah. advisor. <laughs> 
or just a housewife. Yes. So I don't mean it as just, but I mean, there were people who were like known within the movement and people who were not known at all within right. the movement who contributed to this. And Hattie worked with all of them, even the fucking big names that were like, I can't meet a deadline. That and were like, things in late. So there's a whole appendix at the end that's like people that were too late to put in categories. <laughs> Which is great. I can't wait. Hattie calling you fucking out. Yes. Yeah. She's like, I cannot be bothered sorting your fucking recipes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to like appreciate her for just a quick minute, you know, because she she put a lot of work. A quick, a quick 20 minutes. (laughs) It's because of us, not because of you. Yeah. There was a lot of sidebars in there. Okay. Um, so selling cookbooks is like a fundraiser is a long American tradition. The very first cookbook that was published in 1796 in uh, the United States was called American Cookery. And um, it was um, published by a New England writer, Amelia Simons. And it's one of the first cookbooks printed and distributed in the United States. And then post-Civil War, cookbooks were published Quite frequently as like fundraisers. So Amelia is like, a really good name. It is a good name. Amelia. My when name, I was I have a cousin named Amelia. I was little. I was like, congrats. Yeah. Amy's a it's dumb a name. name. It is a good. It was name. a good choice. Yeah, I wanted to be Amelia real bad. Amy's good too. The way you spell it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it special. It, I Amy, mean, it makes it French. Amelia, Adelaide. Mm. Good names. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so I mean, my my Amelia is. Amelia, like with an E. My um, Amelia. Yeah. Didn't it? Oh, the show is gonna be a mess. Wow. wow. I'm, I'm. Look, I haven't been drinking. We're. I'm and I'm rusty. I don't know how to corral and I've you, had ladies. Half yet. a bottle of sparkling rosé. You don't know how to corral us. Hey. Hey. Wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna drink some water and shut up. <laughs> okay. So charity cookbooks. Started really after the Civil War because uh, the North needed money (laughs) real bad about fucking up the South. Okay, and the South apparently didn't feel very bad about anything at all. But the North wanted to, yeah, wanted to like help pay for all the orphans that they made. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. I mean, that's like really sad. But when it's hundreds of years ago, you know, it feels less important. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the first charity cookbook created in the United States was published in 1864. It was called A Poetical Cookbook, which is a weird fucking name. Poetical? But, yep. Is that even a word? It is. So was it like roses are red, <laughs> blueberries are blue? I don't know. Don't overcook your steak or <laughs> I'll kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll kill you. Also, blueberries are blue? I don't know. <laughs> I'll send northern aggressors to destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So this cookbook funded the health care because we didn't have health care in this country even then (laughs) Uh, for soldiers. That's a different topic not meant for this show. But anyways. But yeah, so it was meant to fund uh, medical expenses for Union soldiers injured in the Civil War. Um, and yeah, each I wrote these fucking notes that I don't remember what they say. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Uh-huh. Yep. This is a thing you do. 
Look, you have a lot. <laughs> Amy cannot breathe. Wow. You have a lot of information yeah, that you need to it's a lot. dish out. Yes. I had like a paragraph and most oh. of it was just doing a very short article <laughs> and a stupid fantastic uh, uh, i think you 40s, mean fantastic yeah fantastic. A newscaster voice which was not even a 40s newscaster that's uh, what it was going for yeah it was great it was fin- it was it was great so even good. though it was from 1909 but anyway it's fine. it's it's an old timey voice yeah Did they even have radio in 1909 i don't know yes <laughs> let's not widely no yeah wasn't it not till the 20s that the, the yeah. radios really started being like in homes mm. and stuff I don't know. I, another, the only another history podcast. I know about that is from Downton Abbey. So I don't, or the, mm. or the crown. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not historical dramas. Oh, okay. Sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> Greg and I are watching the BBC show ghosts right now, mm-hmm. which is like a, a couple inherits. I've heard good things about the giant show, mansion. Yeah. Well, there's like an American version now. Which we've watched the first episode of, but it's not as good. It's mm. the British version. I'm trying to give it a chance, but um, I mean, that can be said about pretty much everything. Yeah. We know a couple of the characters from the British one from British Taskmaster, which is a show we really love. Um, but in it, one of the ghosts is like a military man. I think he's World War Two. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No, I don't know when they first started. I think he's World War One. And one of the things about Christmas that he loves is listening to like the King's address. So every time he brings it up, he's like the King's, I mean the Queen's address because he has to like remember that it's the Queen now. And so like for Christmas, the main character is going to put it on for him so that he can listen to the Queen's address. So he's waiting by the radio, but she goes and turns on the TV and he loses his fucking mind because he can like see the curtains on the room that she's in and he's like it's inappropriate it's inappropriate i can see her sitting there i'm invading her space this is like uncouth or whatever and he keeps like shielding his eyes but then like looking over anyways it's really funny that's great so like they didn't have that shit (laughs) great great way to bring it back melissa (laughs) expert yeah Oh my god! I'm sorry, everybody. It's fine. It's fine. Look, it's our first episode. We gotta, yeah, it's great. It's great. Our so, true fans will appreciate they, this. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Our one Patreon supporter. Yes. Oh, we love you too. Yay. We really do. I actually think we might have three. Ooh, three. I don't know why you're still here. What are you doing? We love all of you. Don't we remind, do. Don't but what remind do you? Them. Yeah, don't remind they them they have, that they have so a recurring payment. Like, oh yeah. shit! That's what that is on my bank account. Um, anyway, so post Civil War to the end of like the charity cookbooks heyday in the 1920s, over 3000 charity cookbooks were printed in the United States. 3000. Yeah, I don't mean like 3000. Like, I mean, not 3000 copies of like one. different right, ones. Three, right. Different ones. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And like I said, it's it was like a woman's first like entry into like the political sphere is like through philanthropy. So like post Civil War, that's where we have things like the Red Cross um, starting up, that's where we have um, women entering into this world where they're they're suddenly given agency to organize things, to budget things, to like um, go and um, to write letters and and to elected officials yeah. and to try and like advocate for what they believe in and what their values are. So obviously women had started doing this like pre-Civil War for the abolitionist movement. Um, but this gave them like a more like a, a structured, organized way to to. Um, exert their efforts so yeah and it was a good way for like women that weren't allowed to get 
jobs and stuff for them to be able to actually do something and like showcase their skills or learn skills. Yep. Because they weren't like allowed to have a job. Right. Exactly. And especially where they could affect change. Right. And and like most of the like really fucked up thing, because like white supremacy and misogyny and all these things are like so closely intertwined that like obviously like there were there were a huge group of women in the united states that were working like that were that just weren't affluent right like the only ones that weren't allowed to work were affluent right who it would be like a downgrade if they went to a job right so philanthropy gave them the ability to gain those skills and it also forced them to interact with women and people of all different social economic mm, classes, mm-hmm, of different mm-hmm. races, of different ethnicities, mm-hmm. of different backgrounds, because they were united for this one cause, which is the women's suffrage movement. And it was really born out of the abolition movement, too. So, like, it's all kind of interconnected. So, um, like I said, Hattie is listed as the book's editor. And um, she one of the things that she's credited with is that she's trying to like cloak the radicalism of the women's suffrage movement <laughs> and the, under the respectability of a cookbook. So she's taking this at the time, because it's the late 1890s, this like really extreme political ideology and saying like, hey, like those like political cartoons you see in the newspaper about like women's suffrage suffragettes like wanting to like become a man and like right go to work and send you home to take care of your own goddamn children like those aren't real like we love cooking too we love domestic right we still want to be housewives right we just want to be able to vote right exactly <clears throat> um so and um there's some really amazing information too about like this and other kind of like domestic arts and their place in different political ideologies that are, exist in the University of Michigan. They have a library dedicated to um, culinary history. Um, and it's, Road trip. Yeah, I totally want to plan a road trip. Um, this woman named Jan uh, Long, Long Gone. I, I can't be saying her name correctly. Long Gone. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that video with the cat? This is Long Johnson. No. Long Johnson. <laughs> It's one of the best videos I've ever seen. It's from like the early 2000s. It's amazing. Sorry. Anyways, that's, yeah. That's okay. But this woman, this researcher. um, Mrs. Long Johnson. (laughs) She's the reason why we have copies of this cookbook today. Is because she found it. And she like, that's one of the cool things that she does is throughout her entire like research career is that she's found um, historical artifacts that are very like women centric and preserved them for history records and she focuses mostly on culinary things so she has like the world's biggest fucking collection of historical cookbooks at the university of michigan so i totally think we should plan a road trip okay first i feel like we already planned a different road trip i i think so too but i don't know Kate fucking loves driving places. I do. What was I truly, it? Truly, truly do. There was something oh. else that we were like, oh, we should do that. Well, we're not going to figure it out right now, but we'll have to go back and listen to all of our episodes. Oh, I don't know that mm. it was an episode oh, thing because I think it was within the last year, and we haven't done the shit in like a year. Mm. <gasps> so, I can't remember. I don't either. Hopefully, right, it'll anyways, come to us. It won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to Michigan, apparently. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Michigan, though. Yeah, it's probably pretty. It's, I've been there. It's fine. Oh, Although, to be fair, I was fine. there in the dead of winter. It's fine. 
It was very cold. Yeah. We had to use the valet. <laughs> it's true. I was I was visiting my cousin's rich family, so there was a lot of valeting going on. Oh. Is that what it's called to be to valet valeting? I don't know. I think it might just be valet. Let me I valet. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. So it's the verb I don't think and it's the noun. Necessarily valeted. I don't think you valeted. <laughs> right. <laughs> posh people, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. If posh people listen, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> No, we've got a geologist. Yeah, geologist. Yeah. Oh, geologist? cool. I think he's a ge- geologist. I hope that's right. It's he's into rocks. He's into rocks. He's an and it's, cool. it's so cool. You made that sound like it's not cool. No, but I, know, I was. I know you're totally being. Serious. I know you're being sincere. Yeah. No, rocks I are very cool. Totally serious. Um, also, sidebar. Um, <laughs> is it weird that I miss watching you do streaming? Like, no, I, I love I that. Totally I totally do. I miss doing. It was streaming, fun, but. I'm just tired all yeah, the time. Yeah, no, that's hmm. fine. Sidebar over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, so a lot of different people contributed to this cookbook, as I mentioned. So there were some like really big names in the suffrage movement. There were also some people who were... Ooh, Amy. What are these big <laughs> names Jesus I Christ. keep hearing? Louisa about? May Alcott. What? Yeah. Dr. I saw Stockham. She was a big deal. Oh, she was like, like, who is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's a big Clara deal. Barton. Clara I know Barton, that name. Who founded the one. Red Cross. Yeah. Red Cross sucks now, but I'm sure it was right. great when she founded it. Anna Ella Carroll, who is a famous abolitionist in women's cool. suffrage. Very cool. We're going to talk cool. about her in a couple episodes more in cool. depth. Cool, cool, cool. Um, the woman who wrote Little Woman. Um, Louisa May Alcott. She missed the fucking deadline. She's one of the she was busy writing Little no, Women. Like she was too late for even that. Like so she's not included at all because she like put it on her desk and forgot about it. But she was at the book launch. So I forgive her. But oh, she's busy. She was writing books or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know any other books that she wrote, but I'm sure there were other ones. I'm sure there were, too. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Only one's been made into like 30 movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, but also I learned a new phrase during research. Uh, the Boston Brahmin, which Means like, like bra, no, B R A H M I N. Bra, bra. You mean the, the bra? From Boston, bra. From Boston, bra. Which means the, let's go get some Duncan's bra. <laughs> <laughs> the traditional <laughs> upper class or the elite, and um, like one of the women who wasn't prominent necessarily in the movement, but she was like well known in society, was the governor's wife, Mrs. Oliver Ames. She contributed to the cookbook as well. Um, So you had people like average housewives and prominent members of the movement. You had people who were related to politicians. Um, And the result is this like really wonderful assortment of highly practical recipes mixed with like these intense like multi-step recipes that would require a whole like household staff. So there's some stuff that's in there that's like pretty simple, some stuff that's really complicated. And then there's even some like really tongue in cheek recipes, too, that are meant to poke fun at people who oppose the suffrage movement as well mm. um so there's not just recipes in there too but there's also tips on running a household oh, of course yes. how to care for the and i apologize for this term because it is not uh it's a very ableist term but how to care for invalids mm. okay yeah yeah um <laughs> and then also there's a section called eminent opinions on women's suffrage too which I like who, how you said Eminent. Eminent. <laughs> yep. And then uh recipes were interspersed with pro-suffrage quotes by famous people. 
um, such as British politician William Gladstone and abolitionist author Harriet Beecher Stowe. Ooh. Um, and then also We're like, oh, we know ooh. that name. Yes. And um, and then, as I mentioned too, uh, Clara Barton, founder of the American Red Cross, also contributed to, um, and um, she was known as the Angel of the Battlefield, and she wrote um, information on how to care for people who are sick or wounded. And she wrote, "When you were sick and wounded, I toiled for you on the battlefield. Because of my work for you, I ask for your aid. I ask for the ballot for myself and my sex." Um, so she's like essentially using her social clout as as helping. I hate the term sex for gender. Like, oh, I know, yeah. but like my sex. Yeah. I don't like it. There used to be a show on HGTV when I was a child that was like um, it was a British guy that was the host and it was called I think it was called Battle of the Sixes. And he said sixes <laughs> like that. And it was the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. But essentially the premise of every show was that a husband and a wife who definitely needed a divorce instead of a new house <laughs> would look no, for a, a new, new house. house. A new house will fix it. Yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah. They'll, he'll they have should a man also cave have yeah. babies. He'll have yes. a man cave and she'll have, what do they call it? A, a she, she shed. shed. A she shed. Yeah. 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 But they'd go like house shopping and she'd be like, I want this. And the guy would be like, I want that. And then he'd be like, it looks like a battle of the sixes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I remember. And I really yeah, want to yeah. know. I wish I could title this The Battle of the Sexes, but in that accent. <laughs> like, sexies. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. great. But anytime somebody uses the word sex to describe what they really mean as gender, that's all I can hear in my head is him saying it that way. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Elizabeth Caddy Stanton submitted a recipe. You might know her name. She is great friends with Susan B. Anthony, um, both of whom were were pro abolition and pro women's suffrage. And then when uh, black people got the right to vote before they did, they threw a fucking hissy fit and showed their racist stripes. Ooh. So not not great. They only wanted white women to vote. founders of the movement. Yeah. Well, their their philosophy wasn't that black people shouldn't be allowed to vote but it was they, they, i mean on the social hierarchy white defin- women are white above women, black people which is dumb as fuck but um but elizabeth caddy satan yes <laughs> elizabeth caddy satan was a bit extra because her recipe is written in verse like a poem um and it what sounds page is it on? horrible we're do- we're gonna talk about it in the later okay, episode all right i'm like i need it yeah <laughs> i'll start practicing now and then um, Lucy Stone and Mary Livermore both sent in complicated yeast recipes. So there's like they, there's like a couple duplicates Bunch in there. Bunch of too. bitches. Yep. They were like, oh, yeah, you think you. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeast recipe like for to make your own yeast. So like wild live. I guess I've never thought about how you get live ye- like the lot like I've never used live yeast like the bricks, mm-hmm. you know, of it's like spongy or whatever. Yeah. I've seen them use it on Bake Off. That's just about it. But I guess I've never thought about like just putting out a piece of bread. No, how you make? How do you come? Like I get sourdough. Is that what they mean? They mean yeast. Because sourdough, you're creating. You're just putting flour and water together, and then yeast form from the bacteria. So do they mean that, or do they mean like the? Because where does yeast come from? I think it's just, I think there's just yeast. But how do they harvest it? How do they harvest it? How do you get the brick of yeast? 
of live yeast. We'll have to we'll have to look into it. I'm losing my fucking you mind, are. guys. <laughs> I've okay. never thought about it. Oh boy. So I'm well, gonna choose. I'm gonna choose to believe that they're talking about sourdough. Yeah, pr- the, probably because I, that's taking bacteria from the air and it's creating yeast within the flour and water. That sounds right. It's probably wrong, but <laughs> we'll I look can't, into the it. other way is gonna break my brain. <laughs> So we have all these different women, all these different recipes made it into this book in different sections, too, that aren't necessarily recipes. So like caring for the ill and, and the opinions on women's suffrage movement, all that stuff. So it comes time to launch the book and the book is published on December 13th, 1886. And uh, a women's suffrage festival in Bazaar is held and organized in Boston. Uh, it's organized by Cora Scott Pond. Um and uh Cora is a good name too. That is not a good name. great name. That's the no. main matriarch's name from Downton Abbey, and I always yes. loved it. Cora. Cora is a great name. name. Yeah. It's a good name. Um, and it's held at Boston Music Hall. So nice. it, the music hall is decorated. There's white banners with the Massachusetts Women's Suffrage Association motto, which was male and female created he them and gave them dominion. God. So it's time about God. 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 God goes to dunks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, God loves the socks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Yankees. God's all for the socks. In the Boston bra, man. Bra. Bra. Parallel block. Sorry. It's fine. None of us have a good Boston accent. Just no, yeah, like, no, it's which all is bad. like it's, my it's entire family growing up were from Southie and had really thick Boston yeah. accents. And like every once in a while, I would like slip into a, a Boston accent. Yeah, but now no, it's like it a, escapes me. It's a fake caricature. It's a terrible Saturday Night Live fake we're caricature. We're forty-five minutes away. Yeah, it's not. It's not even. It's not. And it's all just I parked the car and have yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. all JFK. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, which was not, and JFK doesn't even have a Boston accent. Yeah, isn't he like, from Connecticut? No, but I think he Oh, was, no, he's from Massachusetts. Yeah, but, but he's he was from like, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. not Southie. No. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Why did I say he's from Connecticut? Uh, Mark Twain's from Connecticut. Now I'm thinking of Catherine Hepburn. I don't know. What? She's from Connecticut. Oh. Right? I don't know. That time Greg thought that Catherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn were related. They are, distantly. Yeast first. Now, <laughs> now the Hepburns. They're not part of like the same. Like they're not both like oh Hepburns like cousins. Okay. Are they really fucking related? I read that. But- this whole time I thought it that I was right one time and Greg was wrong. <laughs> oh boy. Don't worry, he's not okay. going to listen to this episode. So okay, he'll, listen to he'll any never of know. Episodes. He'll never know. December thirteenth. <laughs> 1886 Boston Music Hall to cold drizzly December evening Louisa May Alcott enters okay okay stage left stage left yeah um she attends Uh, this is what happens when I skim my notes and I don't read them thoroughly. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so the Evening Record, which was a, a newspaper of the time, wrote about the event, and this is what they wrote. The woman suffragists 
who are going to hold a bazaar in December for the good of the cause and Ted to throw a mighty sop to Cerberus. This will be nothing more nor less than the publication and sale of a volume to be called the Women's Suffrage Cookbook. Alarmists of both sexes will shrink back, abashed before this cookbook, for at least two recipes, which she has tested with success, are cooked with bare breasts. (laughs) Will be given over the signature of each fair suffragist who contributes to its pages. It will be a confession book. A proof that even if they wish to vote, the suffragists cherish a feminine interest in the culinary matters. You know, it's like infuriating to me. Everything? That has nothing. Well, that's true. Everything. (laughs) Even now. uh, Is that like, oh, women are meant to like be home and cook and bake and all this stuff. But men are meant to be chefs. Yeah. Like in a restaurant. That doesn't make any sense. Like in a professional setting. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah, yeah. now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Men are chefs. Yeah. But, but women were supposed to do all the cooking right. and everything at home. Right. But men are chefs. Yeah. Men get paid for their art. They get paid for the labor. Women are expected to forfeit labor for, for free. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Not a comment that I'm, uh, I mean, it's not a comment that hasn't been made a million times right. before, but it's fucking stupid. It is. Fucking Hashtag all men. Yes. All of them. All chefs. Yeah. <laughs> Even this man. Oh. No, not that man. Hey, 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 man. Look at his feet. Okay, so the book launch, big fucking success. Yeah. Okay. The event Boom. sells out. It uh is like I said, all of Boston's elite is in attendance. The sales help fundraise future causes for the suffrage movement, as well as gain new supporters in unlikely places. Okay. And then okay. a pamphlet to sign up for the women's journal was also included in every book. That's you can see it in like the first couple pages um, of the book. And um, this meant many more um, people to sign up for the newsletter and then also many uh, more women's suffrage cookbooks, which followed, um, which got bigger and bolder with each publication with celebrity endorsements, saucy re- recipes, one of which in a later cookbook is called a hymen cake. The faces, um, and then there's one called Mother's thing, Mother's election cake, meaning like when mother gets elected. Um, yeah, I figured. Yep, and then also (laughs) the cookbook published a cookbook that's later published in 1919 has a recipe for a pie for a suffragist doubting husband. Um, the ingredients doubting or doting doubting. Okay, okay, and it's uh one quart milk human kindness. Eight reasons. Wait, mi- hu- milk humankind? <laughs> yeah. It's Human weird. milk? And then eight reasons. War, white slavery, child labor, eight million working women, bad roads, poisonous water, impure food. Mix the crust with tact and velvet gloves using no sarcasm, especially with the upper crust. Upper crusts may be handled with extreme care for they quickly sour if manipulated roughly. <laughs> and then there's also another recipe for Auntie's favorite hash. Auntie being short for those against the great cause of women's suffrage. Auntie Fah. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, and it called for a generous, generous handful of injustice, a pound of truth, thoroughly mangled, a little vitriol for Tang. And a sting of nonsense to be stirred with a sharp knife. Can I knife. just say, I hate when like people do recipes for like 
a coping mechanism or like a life skill or like this bullshit. I hate it. 10% of kindness, 30% love, one cup of semen. Like I don't. (laughs) Cup, that's a lot. Heavy on the You've been collecting for a while. (laughs) Or you just have Uh, uh. many (laughs) friends. No gelatin needed. Uh, Oh my God. Jesus. (laughs) Welcome back, baby. Oh boy. So. I literally had one fucking thing left to say. I gotta come in with the one cup of semen. Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) Kate's gonna die. She's gonna piss herself on my couch. (laughs) (sighs) So these later books helped push the political agenda of suffrage into the homes and kitchens of so many more people. One such recipe is called Rebel Soup, which Kate will be talking about tonight. <laughs> oh, you have pictures in here. Oh, yeah, there were a couple stuff. pictures. <sighs> is that my cute? Apparently, you're... so now Kate's going to be talking about Rebel Soup. She had to go to the you couldn't there. wait for the semen, <laughs> Melissa. Oh. Look, inspiration comes when it comes, all right? Just like it comes when man. it comes, huh? <laughs> mm. uh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks for that segue, kids. <clears throat> all right. So when I was reading this originally, I had a thought. And then I'm looking at the just next one. Yeah, literally just one. And then I look at the next page and I was like, okay, no. All right. This is Rebel Soup from the Women's Suffrage Cookbook, uh, page 26. Um, <clears throat> Rebel Soup. Heat one quart of milk to the boiling point. Add one cracker rolled fine. So cracker crumbs? One cracker rolled fine. Oh, okay. I'm just supposed to know. Yep. <laughs> To one cup of tomatoes, add one fourth spoon teaspoonful of soda. Stir. And like what? Right? Or I Dr. Baking Pepper? Soda. I'm baking soda. Are baking you soda. Sure. Yes, because it says <laughs> while foaming, add it to the boiling milk. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Put butter, salt, and pepper in the dish. Wait, what dish? Oh, and okay, the main dish? It like that you're going to tell eat you. Out of? <laughs> and pour the soup on them. <laughs> on the butter salt and pepper yes okay that is the entirety so does this, this make recipe. one serving of soup well they were a poor family Melissa. it's one quart of milk so that's how much is a quart four cups of- wow you're smart yeah i'm only smart because i looked it up before i read this <laughs> <clears throat> i because i was wondering whether this was one serving or not so i was like this is the most fucked up tomato soup I've ever heard of in my life. Well, and it's just a cup of tomatoes. 
Right. And it's so not, it's even, not even like pureed tomatoes. No, well, that's what I was like, like. What it? What kind of is it like sliced tomatoes? Is it like just, did, a, just a cup of tomatoes, Kate? Yeah. Did I don't I, know what the problem is. Did I order them from Italian restaurants? Flesh on And they everything. just are cut in, a qu- in quarters? Like, At this time, tomatoes had just entered into Italy. They believe they were poisonous. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're part of the nightshade family, right? Yes. And nightshade's poisonous. So don't eat the plants. Just, right. You can just eat the, the fruit. fruit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, to one cup of tomatoes, add one fourth teaspoonful soda. So I'm assuming that they they Why are you adding baking soda because I think Thicken they have it. to neutralize. Oh, I was thinking they had to neutralize the acid in oh, the tomato. That makes sense. So that didn't curdle. So it the didn't milk. curdle the mill. That makes more sense. OK, <gasps> see, this is why Keith this is why. Yeah, this is why you okay. have this job. I had to, if I could do that snap thing. Mm. That like mm. men do. I'm not. I'm just snapping. But what like the, snap thing that they men like do? Hit their hands together. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like they also <laughs> fart under their armpits. This is not it. something they that like. Should... They like swing their hand, and I don't know what happens. It like <laughs> their fingers hit their arm or something. Oh. And then I really, <laughs> Melissa, I think you're making up something about. No, no I know what she's talking. I do know what she's talking <laughs> about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. So I thought I hurt my wrist. So they're not beat next. They're wrist? not actually snapping. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like snapping. We're not like at a poetry slam. They're like slam. hitting their yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Kate knows. I do know. Kate knows. That for you, Kate. That's what we're doing. In our I brains. Appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's what it, but like, it's a very strange thing. And then I was like, well, I want to make this. Well, so I was literally like, I was, I was like, I should just make this. But then I was like, this was prior to having this. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just a weird tomato soup recipe. But then on the next page, there's two other tomato soup recipes. Yeah, they didn't. So like Hattie, uh, hats off to Hattie. She collected all the recipes. She organized. She edited. But also, like, who was fucking planning this? Why are there so many tomato soup recipes? Yeah. And then the recipe, not to spoil it, but for episode two, is a soup. It's not in the soup section. No, it's so. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a soup. Yeah, it's kind of a. Soup. It's a stew or something. Yeah, it's a, but yeah. yeah, it's the section's but called like soups and stews, should, yeah, and it's it not should, in there. No. no. <laughs> But like, there's also like three potato soups in here, and just like, was it that we because we didn't have grocery stores, right? So like, was it just that like, with like food was so limited to what you had geographically accessible to you, and all these women were from New England, so it's just like, huh? We got potatoes and tomatoes and milk, yeah, and eggs, potatoes, tomatoes, and milk. Yeah, so let's that. work with that. Yeah, yeah, I gotta believe. I, I have to believe. I gotta, that. Believe. <laughs> I gotta believe. Do you believe <laughs> in tomatoes be- and potatoes? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this rebel soup is definitely a weird. It's weird. fucking weird. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking weird. Situation. And I like I could not find any other recipes for anything called rebel soup. I so like this either. is just made yeah, up. No, this is the <laughs> thing. But like, why is this rebel soup? Like, what makes this such a rebellious soup? It's a mystery. Because it's, it's mostly milk. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it is terrible. Is and it'll like, make you shit your pants. Well, there's that. But like, is this the I'm gonna 
feed my husband this piece of shit soup. And then he's going to shit his pants all night and he won't be able to coerce me into sex. I was going to say, and then he's never going to want me to cook for him again because oh, he's going to think true. I'm shitty. Oh, not true. Oh, like, a woman weaponizing incompetence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, the turns of tables. And it creates incontinence. It's incompetence <laughs> that creates incontinence and gets you the right to vote. He's the best kind of incompetence. I like that we're saying all this with such authority in our voices. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think we could sway people. We could definitely, we could definitely <laughs> sway people for sure. So yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Rebel Soup Kids. Wow, delish, mm. oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta make that for sure. I do want to say something real quick. Mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburn is not related <laughs> to Catherine Hepburn. Catherine was the daughter of two wealthy Connecticut Americans. Audrey, the daughter of Dutch nobility. There is no meeting of family lines. They do, however, have a lot in common: talent, beauty, the same star sign, multiple acting awards. <laughs> Drop mic. Uh, you didn't drop your mic. You dropped your phone. Your mic's still up. Shut up. They can't see me. Also, I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's not you. I, I was let just, you down. No, no. I was just really I'm worried supposed that to know things. The one time I wasn't wrong <laughs> in something Greg said. And then I maybe was wrong, but I wasn't. I was right. I'm happy that you're vindicated. And he'll never listen to this. Vindic- so he'll no. never know I even doubted. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let him know. Don't let him know. Uh, so anyways, that's all she wrote. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> uh, bye. Bye. Rusty. Rusty's book. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening.